You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one thirty your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. Uh, that's all you need to know. I ain't got no AKAs and I'm joined by... What's up, everybody? It is your girl Candice, uh, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Um, Curtis is resting. He needed a break and we want him to have that considering how much he does for the network. So, friend, you rest up, and we can't wait for you to get back. Because yeah. um, even Beyonce, even Beyonce take vacations, okay? Take time off. Yeah. So, with that being said, a couple of network announcements. Buy some merch. Yes. Purchase some merchandise. Merch. I, got, I, I can make shirts. I got shirts. I got materials. Purchase some merch. Support the network. In case you haven't read um, our feed, our Twitter feed, our Facebook feed, the Instagram, we premiered Ratchet Reloaded on the Patreon. So patreon.com slash Flawless Noises. $5 gets you access to not only Ratchet Reloaded, but... Um, what? Uh, oh, Backwoods Burn book. Sorry, I was drawing a blank. Um, you're doing the portal is, I know the portal is on there and we're going to be figuring out how to premiere some new content as well. So if you haven't subscribed to it, we appreciate you. I think that's all the network announcements we have. So we yeah. decided to add a new show. Okay. We added marriage bootcamp, the hip hop edition into our lineup because right now we are only covering real housewives, black in Chicago and Jocelyn's Cabaret and Black Ink Chicago, it only has like three episodes left. So pretty soon we'd be down to two shows. That's and what, like, how many ep- episodes? What, like six, 16 maybe? I think it's less than 16. This, uh, I think Chicago is always less than 16. I think New York gets more episodes, shit, which New they York don't be- deserve. New York get goddamn damn near 30, which, correct, they don't fucking deserve. They don't fucking deserve. But I think uh, Chicago is going to be like 12 episodes, 11 or okay. 12 or something like that. Um, but I uh, have previously watched Marriage Boot Camp, and that's all editions, not just the hip-hop ones. They've had, you know, just regular reality TV. They've had family edition, all kind of stuff. And some of your favorites have been on there. Jim Jones, Chrissy, and Mama Jones. Um, that was a fucking shit show. Ooh, um, Mama Jones is a mess, but <laughs> you would. Exactly. A whole shit show. So, on this season, they have five couples. Mm. Jocelyn and her pimp, Ballistic. Mm. <laughs> Styles P and his Godiva wife, Ajua. 
Young B, aka Bianca Bonnie, and some and her, nigga. and some nigga named Choses. Misha mm. Lay and Stu. <laughs> you get on my fucking nerve. <laughs> <laughs> and CeeLo C- C- built like Buddha Green and his fiance of five years, Shawnee James. Mm. Now, this was the premiere episode, so no. This is not a lot of drama popping off, but we're basically going to go through and discuss the couples and why they're here and the issues that Dr. Ish and Judge Toller pointed out in the first episode. Because if you watch, you will notice the the theme in all of the seasons is the first episode. They managed to bring the people on. They managed to bring the couples into a room with a bunch of people there that they don't know and air their grievances and dirty laundry. And then, you got to be some shit. Like, you got to put all your goddamn issues, all your trauma, all your demons out in front of motherfuckers that, that you don't even know you mean and, for the and first then, time. And, and then get chastised by Dr. Ish and Judge Toller. So, mm. first up is Jocelyn and Pimplistic. Listen, great much, we- friend. <laughs> it was they right problem, there. They problem is that she wants to get engaged and married and he said that jocelyn is not going to rush him especially when she has communication control and anger issues so basically jocelyn being herself yeah jocelyn being a jocelyn that we know from love and hip-hop so Mm -hmm. one thing i can say about this whoever ballistic is ballistic know how to get a bag because he and jocelyn are on three reality series on three different networks uh one that's their own yeah, one is one that's their own love and hip hop Miami and marriage boot camp hip hop edition. If she, she wasn't getting to these kind of bags when she was with Stevie J, and he is a you know, he's a legend in R&B and hip hop, you know, on the writing and producing tip, she wasn't getting this kind of money without ballistic. And Listen, I'm glad that ballistic she finally, I'm glad to- she finally got with a pimp that know how to use her talents to they profit which is being herself which is a wretched stupid motherfucker a ratchet close to illiterate non-spelling non-talking can't keep custody of her kid ass mess listen let me tell you something whenever she talk i feel like i'm looking at a cam newton post let me tell you i just be like sometimes (laughs) that's why sometimes you can't uh you got to stop trying to clown because when the clown come back to bite you in the worst position than everybody you tried to laugh at. But that's mm. neither here nor there. Jocelyn has anger issues, always has, got a hands problem. And Ballistic ain't there for that shit. He don't play with her ass, and the pimp and him do not back down. Mm. I mean, does he, it really ever go away? And when they called him up to the stage to discuss their problems, when he told her, you talking about a ring, but I take care of you and... I take care of you and our kid, which is uh, Bonnie Bella. And he didn't say your kid. He said, I take care of you and her. I get up in the morning and make sure y'all straight before I even consider me and what I have going on. So at the very least, and he wanted to say at the the very least, bitch, you going to respect me. Mm -hmm. Like he had to catch himself though. Yeah, he had to catch himself. And the crazy part is I don't really have no issue with ballistic. 
he does seem to be on the up and up. He definitely has helped put her in a position where she eating. Because if we recall, Jocelyn was supposed to have her own reality show on VH1 surrounding her birth, her, her giving birth to Bonnie Bella. And remember, they ended up incorporating that into an episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. That nobody fucking watched. Yeah, the ratings was real low on it. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like... Listen, a pimp going to protect his investment. Yep, but I just don't care about them being on this show because I just know that Jocelyn is always on some bullshit. Right. So it's one of them things like, okay, I know why they're here. You know, I know that they will bring them. She, at the very least, will bring the mess, but it's just kind of like... Mm. Overall, I don't care. Please leave us alone. Exactly, which other another couple I don't care about who is not even a couple in my opinion don't got no business on here uh young B and choses y'all if y'all don't chicken, get this guy- y'all can chicken noodle soup out that motherfucking house this shit called marriage boot camp at the very least it should be called long term relationship boot camp y'all you been in a situation shit for nine goddamn months doing stupid say, young people shit he say nine months she say over a year this how you know y'all ain't nothing but friends with benefits because y'all can't even agree on how long y'all motherfuckers been together cause y'all young and stupid now the issue that they have is that Bianca is insecure, which we already knew that. And always, but how you insecure, bitch, when you were stepping on the next woman's toes to get to a white man? Yeah, I, ain't I was about, about to say. You. With uh, what? What the name? Sky. Uh, yeah, that was the girl. And Drew. Drew, and yeah, Drewski, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You were stepping on Sky feet to get to Drew. You and now white- you insecure. You know why you insecure, baby? Because you know how energy works that's the type of energy you was putting into the atmosphere and that's the type of energy that's gonna come back to you baby and he don't even seem like he cheating on her goofy ass but it does seem like she can't dish she can't handle what she has dished out previously you know what though you know what on a petty tip that ain't really that's inconsequential but i just feel like saying it because i'm petty she got a type because don't like that nigga look like a black version of Drewski. And you know, Drewski look like Earthworm Jim. I ain't even pay that no attention. I'm gonna have to go check. Like she got a type for like slim, ugly dudes, no matter the color. Not shocked. Not shocked at all. Y'all Fair have enough. no business on the show. If and after I, nine, I don't if, care. And if after, if after nine months, all y'all could do is fight and you like to put your hands on him and snatch his chain and try to choke him and all that shit, why are y'all together? What are y'all trying to salvage? Y'all have not you, been together long enough. Y'all don't have any kids involved. Y'all don't share any bills. Get the fuck on about your way. He pushing y'all you in the goddamn pool like he motherfucking Ray J and shit. And, bitch, and you fall into motherfucking the earth's core? Oh, please like, leave girl, us alone. Please leave us alone. You don't have no business on this show. And also, um, I don't care. I don't care at all. And I'm I'm ranking these couples by uh, importance. Yeah, like you know, I feel like Jocelyn is least important to me just because she Jocelyn. And then <laughs> my next one is Michelle and Stu. First of all, I know y'all fucking lying that y'all didn't use no goddamn voice changer when she talking because if you think I'm finna sit and listen to this bitch talk every time she come on the TV, you are absolutely out your 
monk ass man. You some auto tune or something, goddamn shit. Listen, I whenever she be talking, I would put my TV on mute and turn and had the captions on. I'm not finna play with demons. Listen, you know what? This Michelle is the reason we need goddamn subtitles. Shit, y'all was arguing about that shit today on Twitter. God it's the it. reason we need captions because you yes. gonna you gonna lose your motherfucking hearing listening to her talk, and she is secure. Listen, she went and sought out a younger man. Young meat. Got said young meat, and then got insecure and tried to push him away and told him he wasn't ready to be in a relationship with her and that he should go and finish getting it all out his system and fucking all the bitches he want to fuck and co- what the uh, heal. Yeah. I had a conversation today about black people and therapy and baggage and that we cannot keep resting our laurels on the fact that historically black people don't do therapy in A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's time to let it go. It's time so and go to somebody so you can let go of all of that baggage. Child, you have a lot of baggage. Talk you space is so available. Much, Promo code read. You got so much baggage. Just baggage after baggage after baggage. And I understand because you was dealing with them niggas from death row and they really t- cut you down every chance that they got. You are super was talented. They are abusive. You are super talented. You are beautiful. But it is not Stu's job to fix you. And that's the only problem I had with the advice that Judge Lynn gave to him is that he needed to move differently to make her secure. If he has never given her a reason to be insecure, it's not his job to move differently to make her secure. It is her job to fix her. It is her job to let that baggage go. It is not his. You are not going to, I'm not walking in the door and picking up all your suitcases. Listen, I'm not a chauffeur. I'm not Jeffrey from Fresh Prince. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not the bellboy. You got to do that on your own, beloved. You have to do that on your own. You have to do the work. He is there. He is there with you. People love to act like you put a gun to somebody's head and make them be in a relationship with you. What you don't realize is he don't have to be with you. But he wants to be with you. You have a classic song because something in my heart is a motherfucking bop, okay? Yes. Every time it come on, I was something I should know. I, all of that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Listen, huh? You, but you ain't that motherfucking famous that he's with you because he he needs to sustain his lifestyle through you and your money. He wants to be with you because he wants to be with you and you keep pushing him away because of your baggage, which is not his responsibility. No problem. Then had the nerve to complain that he is not romantic and y'all don't have enough intimacy. It's hard to be intimate with a motherfucker that just that you keep on loading baggage on. It's hard to be. It's yeah. It's hard to be intimate with somebody insecure because not on top of trying to get your dick sucked. Now you got to assure them that you can't wait for him to suck your dick. Like what? Like girl, like oh, you beautiful. I love the way you do this, you that, you that. No, you don't. You don't think that about me. You want them younger bitches? They do it better than me. Yeah, girl. 
girl, like, I'm girl, trying to get my gooch slick. What the fuck is you Like, what are you talking about, bitch? I'm trying to get filthy, filthy. Okay. Like, beyond filthy. Like, I'm trying to get so filthy, whatever that octave that your voice is in, I want to get that high. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to do that, that goddamn video that Don had. Girl, are you up here bullshitting with this foolishness? Listen, I, I'm trying to get my dick sucked till I, till I scream in your voice uh, frequency, girl. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You know Listen. what I'm saying? Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right. Like, well, you know, All like, right. what's up? Like, so, yes, it's hard to be intimate with an insecure motherfucker who you always got to reassure that you with them because you want to be with them and not because you have to be with them. That's too and much the reassurance ain't enough. And yeah, that's too much motherfucking work and I ain't finna play with you. Okay? We too grown for this shit. Um, so that's what they'll be working on. And the crazy part is, this is an acronym that really stood out to me, FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. I had to look they it up. Said, they said that's Misha Lay's problem. She has a fear of missing out. And, you know, was that Misha Lay that they said had a fear of missing out? It was, it was, it was, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Fear of missing out. And when he asked her, when Stu asked her, if you think I don't want to be with you, why are you wasting my time? Further, why are you wasting your time? Like, who sticks around to see if somebody really wants to be with them or not when you've made it up in your mind that they don't want to be with you? Ooh, that's a drag. <laughs> now that I don't think about it, that's a drag. <laughs> a super drag. Misha, let girl get it together. <laughs> what the fuck? Listen, and then he, uh, I, th- I think he a chef. He looked like he know his way around the kitchen. Girl, you, <laughs> what the fuck I you mean, doing? I mean, he not, he not bad looking, but she's a very pretty woman. Very talented. But as we've said, with the likes of, of Ashley Brumfield, insecurity is very ugly. Ashley Brumfield. That's Don's last name. Oh, it is for real? Yeah, yeah. That's his last name. Funny. No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Fair but, enough. So that's that's the issue. Next, I want to move to CeeLo and Shawnee James. I have my mm. opinions mm. on Mr. CeeLo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I'm gonna save those for later in the week. Um, I have to record the wind down. Um, but I just want to say CeeLo acts exactly how he's been told to act. Like he, we've been told he acts because I don't know if, if y'all remember, but Jeremy, do you remember uh Hollywood Exes? I do. That was on VH1 very briefly. Shit, it was on VH1 shorter than uh football wives was. But on <laughs> Hollywood Exes, it was CeeLo Green's ex-wife. It was uh, Neil's ex-wife, Kenyatta. Um, it was Drea Kelly. Um, it was Jose Canseco's ex-wife. It was one other person. Oh, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, Torre. Yeah. Um, CeeLo's ex-wife said CeeLo is very manipulative, very abusive emotionally and mentally. So to see them on the show and his fiance of five years been together eight years is saying that, you know, whenever they have a disagreement, whenever they are butting heads, his favorite line is, well, lead in. And while y'all may be on the surface, like, well, why is that abusive? If you aren't happy with somebody, you don't want to be one to lead. 
this is not that. Having an argument don't mean you're not happy with somebody. Right. You may be unhappy are in natural. that. They happen yeah, all the time. Yeah, they may. You may be unhappy in that moment, but you're not unhappy as a whole. And what that says when somebody always saying, "Well, if you don't like the way I do this, or you don't like that about me, just leave," it says that you don't value me enough to even try to meet me in the middle. Right. And that is a form of abuse. And the notion that because he's famous, because he's rich, because he's well connected, that you just another notch on the belt. If if y'all got a problem. That's a, that's abuse. That's emotional abuse. Yeah, it's emotional abuse to always give your partner who you're supposed to love, cherish, and care for an, an ultimatum every time y'all disagree. And that ultimatum is do it my way or, or leave. Exactly. That's not conducive to a healthy relationship at in, in any step in any form, let alone marriage. No, so, yeah, but I see, will, yeah. Now what and, I will and also say, let me let me say this real quick oh, and also. Um, CeeLo has a God complex and if you've, you know, been a fan of his music, you know, way back from Goody Mob and then when he was, you know, in his later years when he started doing his solo stuff, he's always performed, whether it's rapping, singing, whatever, as like a God complex and it shows throughout all facets of his life because he has one and you can tell just in the interactions and like you said earlier, Candace, um, his ex on, um, telling about how abusive he is you can see it, it shows it's already imitating life yep yep I definitely agree now what I will say is that CeeLo is famous enough CeeLo is still connected enough that CeeLo doesn't need to come on marriage boot camp so I truly believe that he and his fiance are there because they really want to get to the bottom of the issues, work on fixing them and become closer and probably get to a point where they finally walk down the aisle because CeeLo, CeeLo don't need reality TV. Right. Like even when CeeLo is not putting out his own music, he is one of the more, he's one of the most respected pins in the game. Yeah. You see his and credits on a lot of stuff. And producers and so on and so forth. So I don't believe this is a, trying to jump, re-jump, you know, trying to jumpstart my career again or anything like that. So them being there and thinking of it in that terms does give me hope that they will come to some type of common ground. Um, and I hope that they do. I truly yeah. do. Yeah, it's two couples on the show, and we're going to get to the last one in a second, that seem to be here because they really need to be here and work on some issues because they don't need the money, both you know, as a couple, and they are not any of the first three couples that we mentioned because we know good and goddamn well they need a check. Well, maybe not Michelin. Um, but especially the first two, we know y'all need a check. But and I and also we don't give a fuck. So Yep. Um final couple and the couple that I'm most invested in would be Styles P, who if you don't know who Styles P is do you really got any business watching the hip hop edition? Honestly, you don't have no business watching listening to this podcast if you don't know who Styles P is, to be honest. Styles P is a legend. He's a hip hop legend. Um with the group, the locks. Mm-hmm. Um one of the one of the, you know, one of the best lyricists in the game. And that's that. But he and his wife are here because 
his wife says that they are totally disconnected. There's no romance. There's no intimacy. And she bored to fucking death. And Styles takes complete ownership for it. He says that he needs to do better. And so I know y'all saying, well, if you know he need to do better, why they there? Well, saying you need to do better and doing better ain't the same. Mm. Okay. I could I could tell you I'm gonna be a millionaire one day, but that don't mean it's gonna happen. So they're there and they share some very heartbreaking information with us that four years ago they had a daughter commit suicide and the relationship has been extremely rocky since then. Um and that's probably due to them still being cloaked in grief. Yep. I mean, it is it, always your hope as a parent that your kids put you in the ground and not vice versa. Um, so to have to bury a child who took their own lives, I know that weighs heavily on them daily. And if you already had issues before, they're going to be amplified now. If you didn't have any, they're going to be dredged up. And in the previews for the season, we see Ajua hooked up to a lie detector and one of the questions is do you blame styles for your daughter committing suicide so they issues run very deep there's their daughter committing suicide there's infidelity issues on his end and we also see that his wife says that like when they're arguing like you was in love with the bitch you was cheating with you really liked her this just wasn't no sex for you mm. this was this was a relationship and so um, but even in all of that, they seem to have a lot of love for each other. I'm not here to say who, what issues you should and shouldn't work past in your marriage, but I am rooting for them. Bard, there has been no physical, verbal type of abuse, but he from New York and those niggas, they cuss each other out as foreplay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. that shit be. Hey, B, this pussy good, B. Hey, you Hi. like this dick, B? Say it, B, if I, say if I punch you in your head. Like, what? That's a lot. It's aggressive. Yeah. Because I made a joke to Mike the other day that people in the Bronx don't dance. All they do is stab each other. So, <laughs> I mean, swords dance is a form of art, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm rooting for them, and yeah, I'm investing I'm invested. in them. I want to see styles and i want to see CeeLo. um i've you know i'm it's it's i'm at in the middle with michelle and uh it's that voice it's it's no other couples really i care about outside of those two so um we're gonna we're gonna stay tuned into that if you don't watch it and you want to watch it, it comes on WeTV, and I think WeTV has it where you can watch episodes for free, as yeah. long as you are, like, in the current season of a show. Yeah, th- yeah. So, you don't need, um... A subscription or anything. You don't like need you a just subscription. Go to the you could just go to the website and watch episodes. It's on the first episode. The second episode will premiere Thursday, so you're not far behind. You can catch up and watch with us. Um, with that said, we're going to take a break, and we hope that you join us back after the jump. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. 
You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome back, Ratcheteers. We are headed to Chi-Town, Chi-Town. Shout out. And you put more energy into the song than fucking four D. Shout out. I don't know if I can slow it down like him because I like my life. Shout out. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this episode was heavily Second City Inc. focused because they have the most drama. Ryan, I see you. You a finesse king. You want to take all that hot negative energy off Nia Mag and you threw it right on over to Charmaine and, Se- Charmaine and Second City Inc. Kudos yep. with your fine ass. Because okay. they was going to do that anyway, because that's just how they you. Yeah, I stand a business mind. Um, So we head on over to Second City, Inc., where Drea is doing the fucking most. A lot. you putting a lot of sauce on the girl. Drea is doing the most. She gets into it with Kitty and act like it's Kitty's fault that just left, and it's not. Um, that's an issue she should be taking up with Charmaine because nobody but Charmaine gave Kitty that job. So that's on y'all and y'all really need to stop that fucking arguing because y'all don't be having no customers in that goddamn shop. So, also, Drea, you're doing a lot for a motherfucker who was finna fire you over an abusive life. Let's talk about nigga. it. Let, let's talk about it. Like we need you're to doing, get to the root. You doing a lot over a pick me. Correct. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess pick me stick together, but still. Listen, she wanted you fired, love. She blamed you for his abusive tendencies. But but Charmaine, they know better to be fraternizing in the shop. All they're going, all they're going to do is bring drama to the shop, Charmaine. Like you, she was finna get fired, bitch, by by the by, bitch to sound like Peppa Pig. By Bucking Tooth Palace, you was finna get fired, girl. Over. It, has that been the show title? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's just still hilarious. Like you, you finna get fired, bitch. Like you finna a bitch who like to eat beans on toast almost fired you. And you go on up for it because you don't like this kitty. bitch eating beans. Like listen. <laughs> <laughs> eating beans like this, uh, she's this, bitch home- eating, this bitch sipping tea this bitch eating scones with her teeth scones <laughs> and teeth you old Ava like, Beaver built motherfucker listen god damn Drea, you, Drea of- shut the hell up you did one and a half good damn tattoos to think you on some queen shit girl shut up one I don't know where the half came from <laughs> You was being well. generous. Uh, <laughs> you, I'm so tired of you. <laughs> speaking of just speaking of just, she ran back to the UK, telling generous to her, lies, telling generous lies, old embellished ass lies. First of all, you hear that silence? That that's me when I saw her parents. Like, 
Okay, it all makes it all, it all makes, makes sense. sense. Your, it all your, makes your sense. Your daddy looked like your daddy your looked daddy like Slim white. Shady. Your mama looked like Gretchen. The way the, the reason how you are, it makes total goddamn sense. Because you've been hanging out with your dad's family, learning how to be a victimized white woman. So mm. yeah, you you got that in you. But um, I like that. You did that, friend. I see you. Hey. Um Charmaine, mm-hmm. first of all, Kitty never ever ever stepped foot in that shop and said she was replacing you, she was here to do your job or anything, because you are a tattoo artist. And unless Kitty was a tattoo artist, Kitty can't replace you in any fucking thing. However, you left a lot of details out by telling you by not telling your family how much of a piss poor co-partner you have been in that shop. And we're going to get to why you a piss poor co-partner a little bit later in the show. But you're a piss poor co-partner. The fact that Kitty had to come in getting merch, the fact that Kitty has to come in saying, hey, let's keep the shop clean. The fact that Kitty has to come in and say, hey, why y'all not taking no appointments? The shop should be jumping. He'll clean notor- up the goddamn shop. And clean up the shop with the notoriety that the shop ha- that Charmaine has. Why isn't that shop jumping? Why does Kitty have to come in and say, hey, it's not safe for a sick toddler to be running around the shop? You left out a lot of details that you've been half-assed contributing to this business partnership you feel you and Charmaine have. So I really don't want to hear nothing from you. And you a coward and you did the same shit the light-skinned nigga did that you was talking shit on but was really trying to save and fire Dre about. You ran. As soon as you and Charmaine had an agreement, you ran your ass right about the shop and across the pond. Well, mm. you know what? Hello, governor. Stay out there. We, you ain't needed in Chicago, bitch. Like, You're niggas skipping will make, a, a skipping niggas a pond to make, shut the fuck up. Listen, niggas will make Chief Keith uh, make you start uh, tap dancing and shit. Like, stop playing around in Chicago. That ain't it for you. Also, you're an opportunist and you play pussy and you got fucked. Continue, friend. And you need to leave the word female, the words female empowerment out of your vocabulary because you are literally having this meltdown because another woman was hired to work in the shop. Where's the empowerment? Mm. Where's the empowerment? Because this just sounds like catty, jealous bullshit to me. And instead of you having a conversation with Charmaine, you decide to treat kitty like a whole dog ass bitch and then going Charmaine office come out I don't have a problem with kitty even though you literally had got into it with kitty before Charmaine got there but it's I don't have a problem with kitty Charmaine I have a problem with you well you act like you got a problem with kitty bitch you act like you wanted to fight her then she you let her run you out the shop when she was doing nothing more than helping you do shit so that you don't have to do it and you can just tattoo how about that which we hadn't, which we seen you do one tattoo and it was mediocre. Listen, for all the shit of, that you talk. Speaking of mediocrity, the, the the prison system here is mediocre. I just do not feel like the punishment fit the crime for Prince. He's a nonviolent offender, no drug related charges, unlawful search and seizure. Get you sending him up the river to do two years and he's somebody's father and he had gainful legal employment what the fuck is happening but this why all you i don't vote motherfuckers this why y'all can eat dirt because this is what happens when you don't vote you don't have people in these positions that look like you you don't have people in these positions that care about you being able to 
serve your punishment, but also leaving you in a position to assimilate back into society and be successful legally. What do you think is going to happen after he get out of jail two years later? That's, you know, bullshit. I thought it was bullshit, but let me tell you something. Nigga, you should have told somebody. Listen. Because, nigga, like, I get it. The fact that Charmaine didn't even know you went to jail. Like, nigga, she had to learn from fucking fly. Like, nigga, I get it, but this is one of the reasons why your baby mama has issues with you, which you admitted to and took ownership, which good on you, but this is one of the reasons, nigga. Like, you could have told some goddamn about it. Exactly. At the very least, the place of your gainful employment, as Candace just said, sir, what the fuck is you doing? What is you doing? I mean, wishing him the best, but goddamn, talk about poor communication. Oh, no communication, nigga. How you, <laughs> nigga, how you ghost your job, nigga? <laughs> right. God <laughs> exactly. damn it, Prince. But anyway, yeah. good luck to you, for real. For good real. luck, friend. You don't deserve. But nigga, when that. you get when you get the fuck out, you better learn how to pick we up gonna, a goddamn yeah, phone. Yeah, I'm about to say when you get out, friend, we gonna discuss communication skills. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love so, you calling her friend. <laughs> so, when we watched last week's episode, we saw Ashley moved her and the kids into a hotel. Ashley showing her friend Candace this uh, supposed Snapchat video that she was sent to Don and me being a nasty motherfucker that I am um, was very hopeful that it was part two to that one Snapchat video where old girl was naked sucking dick with her hands cuffed and Sorry. her blindfolded. I say, Ooh, turn up time. This the, this the kind Mr. of content nasty I like time. to see. This is what I signed up for. I don't have a problem with Kitty. I have a problem with Don not setting it out. No, I want to see some Kitty is what I would like. Yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, we finally see the video. And girl. And it's, a, it's a girl, Ashley, girl. This is why we got on your neck so bad last week. And we're going to do girl. it again. It was, a, it was a fan of the show in the club dancing on Don. Like, let's just call a thing a thing. It was a crazy fan, maybe, you know, a groupie, if you will, doing the fucking most as groupies tend to do. And had somebody recording it so she could get on. Which she So she could make a name for herself. I mean, she on the show, which I mean, I hope you got a check for. Maybe you got a public gift card, you know, good for you. You And that was it. $5.99 this week, but okay. Uh, (laughs) You (laughs) shit. But yeah, you totally played into it. And as usual, the first thing you brought up when Don called you on, not giving him the benefit of the doubt, not overreacting, not acting like a big ass child, you bring up shit he's done in the past, which fair. However, you chose to stay. You kept, you even trapped him. Not even, I don't, I don't like the word trap, but you even purposely went and had another baby. Mm-hmm. When y'all only shared one child together. We ain't forgot that turkey based girl. We didn't forget none of that. You went and did that. So I just re- would really love to understand <clears throat> Hold on. why me... you keep bringing up the past. Let me because stand up this, in this. This is, the, this is the present that you wanted. 
You know what I'm saying? That was kind of poetic. Yeah, you want to stand in the past, but you got to realize the present that you signed up for. And that was to work through the infidelity issues you and Don had and build a stronger marriage. You're not doing that. Not only work through the infidelity issues, work on yourself. Work on your own inner peace because cheating aside, infidelity aside, it is very clear that as Candace so eloquently said, you still have a very childish energy about you because not you have a childish energy about you in all things pertaining to you and Don. Shit, not even things pertaining to you and Don, even other folks' business. You just have a very immature spirit and you chose to stay with and you chose to do the work, but you have not done any of the work. That at that point, that's not Don's problem. That's a you problem. And you never gonna be happy with this nigga because you're never gonna forgive him for your cheating. You're never gonna be in a calm place and a healthy place for not only you, shit, fuck him, but not for you and your children, most importantly. And you chose that. You chose turmoil. And you chose to stay, and now you're projecting that on him every single chance you get. Because this was nothing. Compared to the shit that he's done in the past, this was nothing. And the fact that you have built bridges with people that have helped in his infidelity with and problems with you. Because when you forget that you and Charmaine became very buddy-buddy, and she was one of the first ones she, that um he cheated on you with. Mm-hmm. You, cho- you chose to form a bond there but you chose to stay in a marriage with a husband that you don't want or like no more. And you can't stand it, and it's eating you up. And that ain't nobody's fault but your own. Period. And the more that you play in our face and play in Don's face, and more is important than playing yourself face, the more you're going to suffer. Because this divorce that you just not throwing up, you should have been did that because y'all don't need to be together. You shouldn't be together. It's been evident for 84 damn years, but you continue to sell a lot to, I guess, yourself that you could be this bigger person, that you could heal, that you could move, you can grow, even though you didn't do no, any damn work for all that. But I guess you just thought it was going to fall down like a wishing star. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes dreams don't come true, Ashley. Sometimes you got to wake up and smell the coffee. And yeah. that coffee that has been steaming in your face for several years now, and you just refuse to take a whiff. And not everybody's suffering. Your kids don't move. You don't move your kids from out of state to apartment to apartment. What do you think this does to them? Mm-hmm. This can't be healthy at all. And again, I get it. Because Don had done you wrong several times, and we've dragged him for that. At this point, it's you. And you can continue to choose to be a bozo. So for that, for playing on my damn face, for playing in everybody else's face, actually, you get a fuck you for me. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That's it. That's all. I mean, I'm going to let Jeremy, Jeremy did what he needed to do there, friends. Um, Thank you so much, friend. Congrats to Charmaine and Nick on having a girl, but y'all are so fucking dramatic. And that dress was ugly than a motherfucker, Charmaine. Okay. Oh <laughs> she was looking like a fucking kaleidoscope. <laughs> she was looking like, remember how, uh, remember them ice cream treats that had the pink and blue in it swirled and shit? Yeah. Yeah, like the ones that was in the back of the ice cream truck that cost a little bit extra than the ones that was in, like the Mario and Sonic ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you look at colorful and shit, and they know that, that shit look good, Charmaine. <laughs> she was up there looking like some tarot card. Listen, she looked a fucking mess, but congratulations on having a girl. God, let's just hope that the baby girl don't have any she gonna be Or Charmaine's intellect. But anyways, <laughs> at that gender reveal, why Ryan gave Kitty the stiff arm like that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Ryan, you not over Rachel. And I just need you to be single and jack off until you are. Because Lord knows you leading Kitty on. Cause she was in that little confessional scene and so motherfucking hurt. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Yeah. I don't know why he wasn't talking to me. Rachel was there for real. Bitch, you know Rachel was there. You recognize the finest motherfucker in the room when you see her. Okay, bow down. Like, come on. Like, come on. Give it a break. Ryan is not over Rachel. Ryan did not want Rachel seeing him talking to Kitty, flirting with Kitty, hugged up with Kitty or nothing. Mm -hmm. Trying to uh, be a respectful of your baby mama and all that weirdo shit that couples like to do when they break up after they got kids together. Y'all single. Yeah. If you really was on Kitty like that, you would have, you might not have had to be tongue kissing her motherfucking down, but you could have at least acknowledged her. God damn, Ryan. Yeah, but you know, you I learned that she was Ryan a fine a piece of shit. Ryan, a typical nigga, afraid of hurting a woman's feelings after the fact. Exactly. Um, but shout out to the tattoo he did on Kitty. It was so cute. He yeah. is so talented. Like, it's a lot of people can draw, but it's a different monster to be a freehand tattoo artist. And yeah. you could just visualize something, draw it on that person's arm, tattoo it, figure out the shading and all that kind of shit in the midst of doing it. So shout out to that. It was a super cute little tattoo. Yeah. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, friend. Mm-hmm. Speaking of meat and potatoes, because you know what? I almost made a fat joke. I mean, I'm going to make another one later on, but still. Continue. Charmaine in an intent. So Charmaine's biggest problem with Second City Inc. is that everything pertaining to Second City Inc. was done as a sort of fuck you to Ryan. Yep. Like, fuck you. I don't need Nine Mag. I could do this on my own. And the thing about that is, Charmaine, sweetheart, if you ever hear this, the thing about that is, you never going to win when you doing something and you're not doing it for yourself. You can't win when you ain't right with them. That if you were passionate about the tattoo industry, absolutely open up a shop, absolutely get the right people in there to run the shop, manage it, get the right artists and everything. But you wasn't doing it for that reason. You was doing it because Ryan had the audacity to fire you and take the rug from under your feet. And in doing so, you hastily opened up Second City Inc. Um, and you and Jess, you and 10-year veteran Miss Tattoo Motherfucking Artist of the Year mm. did not have the shop inspected by the health department, did not register the shop with the Illinois Department of Health, do not have the proper paperwork to be operating as a tattoo shop in the state of Illinois. Again, but yet you motherfuckers know so much about the tattoo business. And let me tell you, it's no shade. Tattoo artists are extremely intelligent. They make amazing money. But let's be honest, being a worker does not mean you can also, you can, that will translate to being an owner and a boss. Mm. A lot of motherfuckers work at McDonald's. A lot of motherfuckers don't end up owning one. Mm. 
We that's live in the, a society. We live in a society. That's the breaks of capitalism. However, just you have hemmed and motherfucking hauled all season long about you being that bitch in the industry and you did not even make sure as a business partner, I'm saying that in air quotes, as a yeah. business partner that this shop was in good standing to be operational and not risk your license and the license of the other artists in the shop. Right. Like, fuck you are, man, your own reputation on the line and you didn't cover all your bases, Jess? I thought you were smarter than this. Yeah, and, and the fact that you could lose your own license and every artist in there could lose their own license. Yeah, what's wrong with you, dumb thing, fat, goofy, ridiculous ass bitches? Mm, y'all say it girl power, but it seems more like fail power to me. God damn, no common sense. That's the y'all power. You bitches ain't got no common sense. <laughs> it's a terrible motherfucking quirk to have. Mm, you hate to God see it. God damn, what's wrong with y'all? And then was all mad and accusing Ryan of being a chauvinist and being misogynistic when he said, what do y'all know about running a shop? Because coming in, being able to set up your booth and just start tattooing ain't the same as owning and running no goddamn tattoo shop. Charmaine, I am even super, I'm super surprised at you. Like we just, we drag just big buck to buck neck, pepper pig, papa pig, dumb looking ass. We dragged her. But Charmaine, you was a manager in Nine Mag and you had, you know better than anybody how Ryan had to keep the paperwork up. Because a lot of the times you probably was the one running the paperwork. Yeah, when you weren't running your mouth and keeping a mess, but still. Also, Charmaine, you stupid. Because let me tell you how sometimes a motherfucker just ain't got the juice. When your friend FaceTimed you and was like, Charmaine, I just read your article in the Chicago Tribune. When she said, did you read it? That should have sent your antennas flying up, bitch. Because if she, if, like, if the article was truly flawless and just glowing, she would have been like, bitch, I read that article. Bitch, you getting it. Yes, bitch, you doing it. But she like, turn into Santana. Yeah, every time a motherfucker, whenever a motherfucker say, I, I, I saw it, uh, did you? That mean you need to be on high alert because something ain't right. Yeah, well, we that, know Charmaine ain't that, that bad. I mean, she, she, she got her titties up, but she didn't get her antennas up. You know, I mean, that's you listen know. because that, uh, did you can you hear it? Uh, did you that means something wrong mm -hmm. when you when the motherfucker be like, Yeah, I'm on uh, you've been on Twitter, and you be like, Nah, they be like, You need to get on, or you know, they be like, They be like, Uh, hey, you've been on Twitter, uh, right, hey. You been on Facebook? Hey, right. you watch the news today? Like, the, the, it's there. The implication yeah, sure. is there that something is wrong. And you so fucking stupid. You spent all that, like Jeremy said, you spent all that money to get your titties lifted up. But baby, you ain't you ain't took no mind pills or nothing. We're speaking on Charmaine. I don't understand why you keep going to the Chicago Tribune because every time you go to it, it's for some foolishness. Every time they expose you for some goddamn some goddamn fuckery that comes back to bite. Well, this when you goddamn was talking, running your mouth, and was one of the start the starting issues of the issue between you and Ryan. Well, it ended up with goddamn bullet holes in the shop. Now it's this where they expose you for not having no goddamn registered license with the health department and shit. You you just need to stay away from the Chicago Tribune, Shermaine. Agreed. Cause it don't work out for you every time you go there. It don't. 
They always on your ass. So <laughs> in the midst of speaking of an the, ass, the world finding out that the shop is is not properly paperworked up and licensed. In walks a tumor, a big fat lumpy tumor, and a motherfucking two little pea coat looking a goddamn mess. Listen, let me tell you something. For you fat niggas, and I'm a fat nigga, so let me let me speak to my brethren. Dress your motherfucking size, nigga. You know you not no goddamn medium. Don't you put your fat ass in no goddamn what, yeah, medium. Yeah, like what is you doing? Get you in a two H&M X like the rest coat. of us fat niggas. What you doing in that two X coat? If you don't take your big back motherfucking ass to Burlington Coat Factory and get you a motherfucking Perry Ellis coat in a men's two X and leave us the fuck alone, what's and wrong be with comfortable you? Comfortable and look like you can breathe, nigga. First of all, I just want to say this. Don is, I mean, well, Don, not Don. Van is a bitch. Van is a whole big bitch. First of all, it didn't take a rocket scientist to know that he lied on his dick about Charmaine. We did not need to see that this season. It do not need to be rehashed. Because I did but not since, care. Yeah, but since, since, since you did, Big Fish, Van, let me tell you why you're a whole oxtail-built bitch. You ruined one of the most magical days for your proclaimed, self-proclaimed sister, Charmaine, by telling people that y'all had sex in Vegas on the day of her proposal. And when asked to tell the truth, you refused to tell the truth. And yet... Here you sit, you big body, broke back, bum tooth having, mystery van built, beluga whale looking, bat cave dwelling, big nose piece of shit. You step foot in this woman's poorly registered tattoo shop. To give her a half-assed apology and then basically ask for a job. Charmaine, uh, I just want to, you know, walk you through the process of getting everything in the shop together so you can keep the shop open. And, 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 bitch, no. What, what, what you think this is? Yeah, you barely know anything about running a goddamn shop. You motherfucker said, what the fuck? You, you don't know anything about running the shop. You got nine mag back last season and ran it in the motherfucking ground. Chicago body, River. bitch. Over there, shaped like a motherfucking tostada. Boy, <laughs> boy, fuck you ain't shit. Boy, boy, fuck you. Looking Woo. like some dirty snow. Fuck you. <laughs> like, you got a lot of nerve to walk yourself in that woman's shop and ask for any form of forgiveness, let alone the opportunity to work with her on anything. You, you, woo. I, ooh. All I have to say about this is that, Van, I didn't need to see you on my TV. And I hope this is the last time that I do see you on my TV for this exactly. season. Honestly, period. But I know you, some kind of way you're going to be back this season. Van but, that's built like a van, go drive into a river. 
Yeah. Go <laughs> go and go in and run into that dish that Monique was in when she had too many martinis. And leave, leave us, us alone. the fuck alone. Cause I truly um you know, Charmaine did what she needed to do and stuff, but honestly I did not care. But just as long as y'all keep Van off my TV, I'll be happy. Listen. Okay. And with that, I think we're done. We, we are done. If you're missing Jocelyn's Cabaret, according to Jeremy, it was like a pretty heavy episode. There was nothing, you know, to really discuss it was, about it and, it and make light of it, should I say? Or like turn it, it into... Was, I, I only have this to say. I only have this to, this to say. Is that the two light-skinned girls, Chastity and Daisy, they definitely are those stereotypes where they think they um, are better because... Yes, are better because they light skin. And all I have to say is that that girl they was picking on, Jay, she is a real bitch, and she will beat their ass. And I hope that she does sometime in the season because she deserves. And that's really all it was. Because it was just a heavy Jay episode and telling her life story, which I'm not going to um, make light of or make fun of because it was very serious. And I just got respect for her, and she a real one. So that's all it really was. Mm-hmm. And that nigga ballistic still a goddamn pimp. You not finna play in my fucking face. That nigga. Yeah, pimp. he's still a pimp. Mm-hmm. And on that note, before we before baby powder have to slap a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's hear the fuck show. You get on my nerves. <laughs> we thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back Sunday. Real Housewives will have been back. So we will be covering Real Housewives of Atlanta, Jocelyn's Cabaret. Um Marriage Boot Camp. Marriage Boot Camp and Black Ink. Yep. So, Peace all right, y'all. Yep.